0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 130.
1: Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood.
0: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Um, As you can hear, I'm walking, uh, but I'm walking in the forest. There's a thick bed of rather damp leaves because it's been raining. I'm up at the chalet, a place that we have up here that we built a few years ago. Um, And I wanted to just uh, talk a little bit about that because I get lots of questions around our experience with Airbnb. Airbnb. And when I say lots of questions, I get regular questions from people who know me and know that Christine and I rent our place up here out on Airbnb. People ask me, what's it like? Is it easy? Are there any issues, etc.? I have to tell you that I think the real power of uh, Airbnb is in the quality of their app. Whether you are online or on your mobile, it's a seamless experience. And I think the real success of businesses like that and businesses like Uber... Uh, And also another app that I use a lot, which is Waze, W-A-Z-E, just a fantastic user experience. So Airbnb has been awesome for us. So we have this property here and we'd like to live here. But the problem is, is that the commute for Christine to the city is about 90 minutes each way, which kind of takes the novelty away from owning a property up here so we needed a solution and we looked at a permanent rental but that would kind of deny us any access for a weekend here or there we like to spend Christmas here sometimes New Year that that would have denied us access so somebody suggested at one point Airbnb and I need to tell you it's been a wholesale success Uh, absolutely fantastic I think we've had over a hundred guests now in fact I will post a link to our listing on airbnb in the show notes so if you want to check it out you can see what potential renters see and uh, see see what our place is like um yeah over 100 guests um one piece of advice that i would give you is that do whatever you need to do to become a super host because i don't know whether this is true 100 percent, but i get the feeling that um super properties or properties that are owned by a super host get some preferential treatment Um, I might be wrong about that but it seems to be our listing is always front and centre always seems to come up so um, and I think it's a good thing for people to say that if you're a super host it means they know they're going to be looked after and there's a track record for for you know taking care of your guests etc there's little you have to do Um, we organise a cleaner to come in to come in when they go and it's a it's a very easy very very easy process. Um, I'm a little distracted, I think I'm lost I'm not familiar with this part of the forest It's a grey day And um, kind of a bit dark and spooky Anyway, I'm sure I'll find a a uh, Something I can recognise shortly So yeah, um, overall Terrific experience, Airbnb If you're thinking about it, I, I would do it The reason that we put it on airbnb was so that we could rent a place in the city so christine didn't have to do that monster commute uh, all the time so that's just been um a runaway success the next time you need professional real estate marketing flyers letters or cards don't ask your graphics people for an estimate or try to create something great in a word doc instead head over to jiggler.com and set up a free account Jiggler is the online creative marketing tool for agents and it's jammed with proven templates including flyers, cards, stationery, letters and awesome social media posts. And it's so easy to use. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler. So say goodbye to expensive graphic design bills, wasting time with clunky programs and marketing ideas that don't work and say hello to Jiggler. Set up your free account today at Jiggler.com, that's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. My guest today is Gold Coast-based Casey McDonald. Casey is a real estate property management coach and trainer. Uh, She knows um, a lot about the very specialised field of property management. In fact, Um, I've suggested to a few people that they give Casey a call if they just want to run an idea or get some ideas by her. So she mentioned that she's happy to do that if you need some help with your property management team or department or anything involving PM, which is actually, you know, sometimes the poor cousin in real estate that gets left out in the dark a little bit. People always focus on the glamour of sales, but PM's you know, vitally important. Oh yes, I'm back on track. I know where I am. I can see. I can see our place through the trees. So I think you'll really enjoy this messy this uh, this interview, this session with Casey. She's uh, terrific energy. She's a really dynamic presenter, and like I said, she knows a lot in the space. If uh, if you do need to do anything, or if you want to just, I've I've had some great feedback from people. I've referred to her, and they said, boy, in just like half an hour, they got four or five solid ideas they were able to implement and get great results. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy my chat with uh, with Casey. I certainly did. So I look forward to speaking to you soon. Let's do it. Well, Casey McDonald, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, Ray. You're more than welcome. Thanks for setting aside some time today. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, w- what you're doing, just about your business firstly, and then because I've got some questions I'd love to get into.
2: Sure, absolutely. Uh, So, uh, 20 years in property management predominantly and have also been an agency owner where I've predominantly focused around property management in my business, but um, also did obviously the sales side as well. But I've got a passion around the education and knowledge side and wanting to make sure that the industry... uh, is getting trained and educated in the right way. And my, my core focus and passion certainly is around improving the efficiency and bottom line um, of each property management company that I work for. So, of course, there's the growth element as well in, in what I do, but I like to make sure that their property management businesses are working very well and very efficiently before we start to implement growth strategies. So, in a nutshell, uh, that's that's a little bit about what I do. Okay.
0: okay. Now, your business is predominantly property management, um, training. In fact, your company is called the Property Management Training Academy and you focus on PM and BDM um, coaching. Where Correct. Where are the, as far as property management goes, let's just look at that for, for a sec first, where are you seeing the opportunities for, for, for people that own rent roles and property management businesses in general? Where's the low-hanging fruit right at the moment?
2: Yeah, I think there's just so much opportunity in the fact that unfortunately still some companies aren't operating correctly or in the most efficient manner so what I'm finding is that because of lack of systems and processes that they've got and the understanding of how to in fact actually set up their companies that where the opportunities are for people is to actually get straight in and if they're doing it right from the get from the get-go that's where your opportunity is so okay. if you yeah if you can look at it at, on a bigger scale and the, the growth elements will certainly start to come if you can make sure that the business is set up correct from the beginning. And unfortunately, that's where people are going wrong. And therefore, then we're seeing a reduction in the way in which they're delivering customer service and communication. So it's causing companies to obviously move out of the market and it's allowing others to come in. So that's where the opportunities are, is to pick up those that aren't obviously operating as efficiently.
0: Okay. Okay. And providing the, the best levels of client care and stuff like that.
2: Absolutely. Customer service, I think, is what I'm seeing in the industry is where we're still lacking and it's really around the communication style and the language we're using. And uh, I still think as well that uh, although there's a lot of technology platforms available, we're not utilising and embracing them the way that we should be um, to enhance the way in which we perform as property managers. So, it's not to take over our roles, but it's there to enhance us and ensure we perform at a better scale. Yep. Yeah.
0: When you go into a business and you, and you take a look at a rent roll and you're talking to the owners, etc., what are some of the main, I um, don't know if you can say this, it might be your secret source, but what are some, of the, what are some <laughs> of the main issues that you come across with a business like that?
2: Yeah, um, the key um, one, I think, is around staffing and the structure. And how in which they what type of people they've got in each type of role. So I think property management can be really diverse, and there's so many different roles that you can undertake in the management of that. You know, running a portfolio. Yeah. Um. And I think it's that people or, or business owners think that you know I just need to get somebody in that's got this mass amount of experience because my core focus is generally sales. So that that's certainly what I find is you know the focus is sales. That's what I've done. I'm a realtor, uh, you know, I've sold, but now I can see that there's an opportunity to have an arm of property management. Um, And then they kind of go and recruit and they think, I just want to have somebody in who's got experience. And unfortunately, that's probably the worst mistake that you could make. Um, There's a level of experience that they need to have, but it's more around what kind of customer service experience that they've got because – I believe that you can train the tasks and the and what it is you need to do, i.e., sh- you know, showing a prospective tenant a home or, or checking that application, you know, typing a tenancy contract. But you can't teach somebody an attitude and customer service and how to best communicate. You yep. know that comes within themselves. So. Um, I find that I spend a lot of time uh, supporting the clients around HR yep. and what it is that they need to do to get that structure of their business right first. Um, so that would be probably the first thing. Um, the second thing would be for some established businesses is that they uh, look too m- much around the expenses. So they're quite top-heavy in regards to what they're spending in their company. So, I spend a lot of time then reassessing, obviously, their P&L statements and their expenses and their income and what it is they're actually making from each individual property that's under that portfolio. So, I I have a bottom line, uh, I guess, a formula that I work with with them and determine what it is that each property costs to run and operate. Um, and then we obviously add the cost to obviously have that staff on board and say, okay, it's going to cost you approximately $1,000 a month to run this property. Okay. How much are you making from this property? Yeah. Are you making $1,000 a month, as an example? And if we're not, we need to reassess whether or not, i.e., is it the client and property that we would like to have in our portfolio? Or two, do we need to consider our fee structures and what it is that we're actually charging to ensure that we're making money? So they would be the two key elements that I focus on initially as a part of an assessment to determine really how well the business is performing in a property management portfolio. Okay.
0: What would you consider to be a good profit margin in terms of percentage? Are there any? Do you have any KPIs around that?
2: Yeah, look, um, I've got some businesses that are working that are actually operating between that twenty and forty percent. Um, so their profit margins, you know, are between that, yep. and they're running high performance, um, very successful businesses. Yep. And they've done it, and and it's taken obviously a little while for us to to get those businesses there. And we've had to change structure. We've changed technology platforms. You know, we've considered, you know, different outsourcing options to obviously reduce different expenses. So, it's taken us, you know, a little while to look at that, but I I do find that probably the biggest expense, of course, is staff wages and and the overhead cost to have a person sitting in a seat. So, if we can adapt to technology and look at what the outsourcing functions can now do to support that as well um, and making sure that we can Uh, of course, be as automated as we can without losing that personal touch, then we're reducing those expenses down. So uh, so I'm still working with businesses, Ray, that are not making any money at all. And they've got thousands of doors, um, you know, thousands of units and properties that they're managing, and they're not making any money.
0: So hang on, you're working with companies that have thousands of properties under management, and they're being run that poorly, for want of a better expression, Mm -hmm. that they're not making any Bugs Bunny, no? Correct, That's Correct. crazy. Yes. That they're actually crazy. going
2: backwards um, because of, you know, it, there's obviously different, you know, they, they're thinking, well, I need to replace that person who may have, you know, left. So they've had a staff member who's left. So they think I now need to go and get another person. So, of course, they think it's a body in the office that they need rather than reconsidering the entire structure and thinking, well, maybe I could outsource some of those administration tasks. Maybe I need to look at that software that I'm utilising. Have I got a desktop program still or have I decided to, you know, converse and go to the cloud? Uh, You know, a lot of the cloud programs now are are certainly saving time and allowing the property managers to work more efficiently. So I've got, and it comes purely down to the fact that a lot of um, business owners who are operating property management companies have come from a sales-based background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they haven't actually sat in the chair and they haven't performed the task of being a property manager. So they're unsure of really what it actually takes each day. So of course, that's why they engage me to come into their businesses. So yeah. My role is to turn that around and, allow, and show them how they can be making money.
0: Yeah. Um, so as part of your formula, when you, when, you, when you do your little health check or audit when you visit a mm-hmm. business and you, you ask for the specific numbers, etc. and you take a look at what's going on, if they follow your advice – um, mm-hmm. And you're kind of tweaking the, the engine a little bit, aren't you? I guess? So absolutely if, if they follow your advice, Casey, what what sort of amount of time, how long does it take to to turn a business around? I mean, that's probably an, an open-ended question, but are we talking yeah. years or can it be done in six months?
2: Um it can definitely be done in six months. It's okay. been proven and I've got, you know, um certainly um, the client that I'm gonna be working with um today, Ray, they, they have done that. So yeah. Yeah. um, you know, unfortunately went through a few maybe not uh so positive staff members um and it you know had a negative response on the business, yep. which is why they engaged me to obviously get a better understanding of how they should structure their business. Okay. And we've been able we were able to turn that business around in six months. Um and in f- fact now I've been been able to get them, they're they're operating at about 35% profit. And we have been able to also reduce the staffing um, actually bodies sitting in the office. Okay. Um and they are still making good profit margins because of that. Um and we're still growing. Okay. So their business is actually still growing in regards to properties under management. So, you know, if people are willing uh to implement and embrace some of the changes. And I know it's hard. We all hate change, right? Um, but if you if you are willing to do it and you can, you can see that there's a plan of attack, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. And each day it's got to just be little steps. But uh, if you're willing to make those changes, you can certainly turn that, you know, negative zero profit to, you know, 30 to 35% profit margin. So, and, you know, and everyone would love to have that.
0: Of course. Well, we're talking, yeah. when it comes to... Um, uh, real estate rent rolls obviously we're talking about an asset so wouldn't you be wanting to safeguard protect enhance develop the value of your asset for starters uh, I mean Absolutely. This, is, this is recurring income it's a beautiful model because you know in, in a real estate business we have sales and we have PM obviously PMs are Regular, solid, um, uh, you know, monthly income. In fact, that regular and solid that the banks are happy to lend on it um, for people to buy rent rolls. So, I guess I'm um, I'm just I'm just stating the obvious. You'd be wanting to do everything you possibly can. to making making sure that you're getting the best best return on your investment.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, another area, you know, because everyone obviously wants to grow, It's you know, and people think, well, if I have more properties under management, therefore I'm going to make more money. And sometimes yep. it's actually not the case. No. Um, and I, I work with some businesses that have only got 200 properties under management and they're making more money than those that have got 500. Yeah. And that's purely because of the scalability of their business and how they've structured it. They've had the right marketing strategy in place. They've followed their business plan. You know, they've got the right team members and they've got the right systems and software and they're not negotiating on their fees you know they're they're holding firm and they're showing value in what service that they're offering so therefore the they're actually making money you know they're looking after quality properties whereas you know some of those clients that have got 500 you know they'll go and you know sign up someone on five percent management fee just because they've got five properties but yet those five properties are really run down all you do is spend all your time on them uh, and your, fo- your focus is not on actual the quality properties you've got. So it's just looking at the overall picture and that's what I do and I think I just bring things to the surface when I'm talking to the business owners and because they're not, they're in there every day, they're in their businesses, they're not seeing some of these small things that if they were able to and they sort of sat back um, and, and that's what I do for them is, you know, bring it to the table, talk them through it and, and what changes we then need to implement to move some of those properties away and start to focus on quality and bring those fees up for them to start making some money. Yeah, it's probably the eighty twenty rule a little bit, isn't it?
0: Like you're spending absolutely spending eighty percent of your time on on a minority of your of your clients. Um, just before we go any further, tell me how do we get in touch with uh, with you? What's the website yes. and uh, what's the best yeah, contact Yeah, so the point?
2: website is uh, pmtacademy.com.au okay. and uh, my email address is Casey, K-A-S-E-Y at pmtacademy.com.au. So, uh, yeah, you, uh, you know, everyone's certainly welcome to research what kind of coaching and consulting that I can can offer um, and uh, would certainly love to help and, and more than happy for, every, you know, anyone to reach out if they would like a 30-minute a free consult as well. I'm certainly well, that's happy a good to offer. provide that to your clients, awesome. Ray.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That's a great offer. All right. Well, I'm going to put those those links in the show notes. Here's a question that often comes up when I'm talking to businesses and, and property management um, divisions. Um What's a good fair properties to manager ratio? That seems to come up a lot. Have you, yeah, got, a, it does. Have you got a stock standard uh, answer for that?
2: I don't have a stock standard answer. It's, it's something that I get asked all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I look at the bottom line rule. So, first of all, I would assess the current properties under management and I would then also look at the skills and strengths and weaknesses of the staff member that they've got managing that portfolio. Um, I'm really big on over-servicing. So, for me, customer service is number one key. So, I would prefer that my property management team or the clients that I work with manage less to be able to deliver a high-end level of service so that they're not feeling stressed, tired, burnt out, so, based on the statistics and the research that I've done, um, you're looking at somewhere between 100 and 150 properties. Okay, okay. And I know that's a very it's very vast, uh, but someone could manage 150 very comfortably if all of their properties were in a very close proximity to their office location. You know, where they didn't have to travel. You know, very far. Maybe they had you know, several multi-buildings uh, multi where, you know, they've got a block of 25 or, you know, something like that, they could comfortably manage 150 and they might even be able to push that scale depending on their skill set, of course. Yep. Um, but someone may be new into property management, um, if they've got to travel different areas, maybe there's lots of maintenance that has to be done, properties aren't of good quality, then they'd be at that lower end of the scale. So I don't think there's one perfect number. Okay. And, uh, and. I know that that's a very broad answer to give you, but um, I think it's based individually on each individual portfolio manager and each individual business. Okay,
0: okay. Thank you. Um, What's the best way to grow a property management business without spending a lot of money?
2: Well... You've got um, clients sitting right under your nose. So the best thing for you to do is to talk to your existing clients and customers, and by that I mean your landlords and your tenants. And first of all, that's the place that I get people to start, is let's assess what they're saying about our company and our Mm -hmm. service and what it is that we're doing and delivering for them because they're the the best source of referral for you. So they're going to be the ones that if you provide outstanding service When they're talking to their friends or families, colleagues, and generally people with investment properties tend to kind of roll in similar circles, we'll have friends and families that have them, is they're going, you know, if someone's got an issue with their property manager, they're certainly going to say, well, hey, my property manager's great, you should give them a call, or they'll refer your details over. But they're not happy with what you're doing then they're not going to refer you so that's the first place that i suggest it doesn't cost you any money in fact it allows you to assess what areas you need to improve on yourself in your own business so number one is to do that Um, secondly it's building um your own network amongst your community so there's so many people out there in the community that can help you you've got banks you know you've got um financial planners you've got mortgage brokers you've got insurance brokers you know all of these people that work in the real estate field or or in conjunction with the real estate field have got investment clients so start building relationships with those people and you know It worked very well for me when I was actually running my own agency. So I started with Xero and I grew that business to 227 properties in three years, all organically. And I did that purely based on a lot of referrals. So I think it's working your community and working your existing database. They're the two places I'd start that are going to cost you no money.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, working on your network and stuff like that. And and you're going to learn a heap. Um, reaching out and connecting with with your seller with your with your property management clients and tenants i mean uh, and that which brings me to another point because invariably when I look at you know Google reviews are rising and rising and and I see a lot of those and and a lot of real estate businesses you know we 're talking big household brand businesses mm-hmm. big 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 operations um anywhere. Um, have a really poor score. And when when you drill down, a lot of it, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, are tenants' comments, you know, like the tenant wanted mm-hmm. to get the heating fixed, for example. So the poor old agent says to the, to the owner, hey, we really need to fix this heating. We've got an ongoing issue. The owner refuses to do it for whatever reason. Um, the tenant continues to have issues. So the only way the tenant can vent is to um, do a really crappy review on the real <laughs> estate agency. So then so then I'm thinking of renting my place, um, say on the Gold Coast where, where you're based, mm-hmm. um, and I go through and I see an agent has a 2.8 out of 5 score, which is not really very good. Um, I'm going to be less inclined to want to engage with that person. In fact, um, when I'm looking for a service, Casey, I'll go through and I'll, I'll be influenced by that Google review. I want to see a 4.5 or better. Um, so... I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, reach out and connect with your tenants that's a that's a great way to 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 reduce the risk of that absolutely um, but what if it's already the case do you go do you go into businesses where you see these really crappy and low google reviews do you have any do you have any remedy for that
2: yeah um look certainly I mean I think it's very common in our industry it's mm-hmm. it's now the what we all do right i mean to be quite honest you know i've had some bad experiences in in restaurants and in hotels and the first place i you know you go to is TripAdvisor, and you put the review on because you want others to know about the experience you had so you know so that (laughs) they don't experience that so you know um sometimes you know the tenants just kind of get on at that quick moment and think oh this is just what i'm going to do to vent maybe i'll get a response here i think that they're doing that purely because the property manager doesn't communicate Yep. And I think that in a lot of what the problem is, is that property managers are reactive in the way in which they approach their role and they don't think proactively. So the tenant may report that particular heater not working yep. and there, there might be that communication back to say, you know, thanks, Mr. Tenant, you know, we're going to go to the landlord and seek instructions and we'll let you know. Yep. And it kind of just stops there. Then yep. they just forget to you know, communicate with the tenant again to say, hey, hey, Mr. Tenant, just letting you know, I forwarded your request to the landlord. I will need to wait for their instructions. I am going to follow them up. And and as you are following up your landlord, just keep updating the tenant on, on what the approach that you're taking. So then they know that you're being active because they actually don't understand, some tenants don't understand, that you need to seek those instructions from the client. Yep. They... They just feel as though you're the one making the decision as a property manager and, you know, they haven't done anything about it. And that's why they're going on and writing the reviews. So, that's the remedy. So, the remedy that I work with with my clients is to improve that is, number one, obviously increase the way in which we operate in a more proactive manner and that is increasing our communication platforms. And secondly... I uh, work with them to increase the positive reviews to obviously overtake those negative ones. So we start to talk to our landlords and our obviously tenants who are having great experiences and say, While I've got you here, would you mind jumping onto our Facebook page or our Google site and writing a review? Yep. I'd love for you to be able to do that and share the kind of experience you've had with us as a property management team. So we're doing that to increase their review rates to obviously minimize the negative that's coming in. But um, number one, the reason they go on there and they write negative is purely, yes, the experience, but it comes hands down is because of communication.
0: Yeah, yeah. I w just while you were answering that I was I, I Googled um a big agency in Southport. Mm-hmm. Um like a big agency. In fact we share the same initials. Um so mm-hmm. this is this is one big company. They have a score of two point nine. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. You've lost a customer based on repeated issues and not satisfactory services, one star very unprofessional real estate agency as someone who is leasing their property and have dealt with them for many years we're very disappointed in the service they provide one star terrible people unprofessional called yesterday to arrange inspection uh, I can't do 830 they told me 845 I drove from Brisbane and arrived and they told me it's 830 called the agent blah 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 one star this just goes on and okay. on and on I wonder if these guys know the kind of um, know the kind of damage that they're getting up to it's just
2: catastrophic from what i can see um, unfortunately they don't rain that's the problem is that a- as agencies we're not actually going on and we're viewing this um, as frequently as we should. So as a part of the strategies is what I do, um, with my clients is that we have a, a a task every week for the team leader, or if they don't have a leader, it's got to be the business owner or who, or or a person that they appoint who is purely responsible to manage and oversee these types of reviews that are going on. And then there is someone responding to what those reviews are to show that, um, And look, we we can all potentially agree that sometimes people go on there and write false information uh, and or, you know, misconstrue a story. And of course, there's always two sides. But I think it's important that we say, you know, acknowledge what that review is. Look, I'm really sorry you've had that bad experience with our agency. We'd really like to rectify and and, and discuss the matter with you personally. When would be a good time to chat? Yep. You know, it's just as simple as that, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Boy, I hope you're right because I've just yeah. they're they're just everywhere and it's it's I don't know that these businesses realise the kind of damage that's being done to their to their reputation. Yes, you know I I use TripAdvisor too and and um I I if I'm totally po I'll I'll write a, re- a negative review. I've done a few of those in the past, but. Um, you know, this is this is this is our future. This is the new norm. This is what people are doing. Mm-hmm. We are absolutely. We are need. You know, we need to be totally transparent.
2: <laughs> so, um, and to be honest, and and answering your question as well before in regards to the way in which you can grow your business that's going to be uh, not cost you any money. This is absolutely the way you can grow your business yeah. because not uh, everybody now with the world of technology is able to go on and look at different reviews and research. So that's what. That's what new landlord clients and, in fact, tenants are also doing the same thing. So before they even consider, they're going straight on and they're looking at those reviews. So it's such a free way. So if you, as you mentioned, you know, if they've got a 4.5 and higher, you're going to investigate them more than someone who's got a 2. You're just going to put that 2 straight in that. I'm not going to touch that basket. And you want to go to that client, who that office that's got a 4.5 or higher, and you want to start to talk to them around what it is that they can do for you as a landlord, right? Yep. It's, it, it's the way in which the world is going now. You know, it's millennials are going straight there. They're, they are looking for that. They're not even – they're not even influenced by their friends and families, you know, obviously different generations are influenced by friends and families, but millennials are not. And that's where the real estate world is going now. So we need to look at that in the way in which we communicate. Okay,
0: 100% agree. Um, Let's wrap it up. Uh, Congratulations on the success of your business. If anybody wants to check out what Casey's up to, um, why don't you jump on the phone for a quick half hour Discussion. I'm sure you'll get a heap of gold and a heap of value in a in a short call like that with Casey. Um, to find out more, check out PMT Academy.com au, or you can email Casey K A S E Y um, wherever you are. In uh, I know you've got clients in the US and Canada as well. So uh, yes. Casey at PMT a c Academy, a d e m y dot com au. Yes. Hey. It's been a blast, mate. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much, Ray. You're welcome.
2: Um, Yeah, look. Would love to, um, you know, help any of the clients. So please, you know, do connect with me. You know, no question is too hard. No question is too small. So, um, m- you know, my passion is to make sure that, you know, I continue to educate and make sure that property management business is successful. So 100%. it's a win for me if I can turn your business around and make you start making some money. So. Hundred percent,
0: and and I for a, I don't know whether you know, but I know some of the business owners that you've worked with, and they rave about you and 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 your your systems and 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 the speed with which you're able to start getting results i mean i know it takes two to tango but um you're in there delivering so just want to say full marks and congratulations
2: yeah thank you really appreciate it that's really nice thank you you're welcome take care thanks ray thanks very much